0: howdy howdy there fellers and welcome to another episode of the saved for the podcast podcast you know i was not counting on doing the southern accent as i was starting this episode but it it just kind of happened you know it just kind of fell into place you know the cowboy aesthetic you can't escape it all right uh so yeah pervades us all it pervades us all welcome to another can of worms episode for the safe for the podcast podcast i'm one of your hosts Saren, and i'm joined today by generic cowboy oh damn i was counting on neiman actually we were gonna have a debate this episode because Ah. that's what we promised the audience last time but yeah
1: i'm his stand in i'm Generic cowboy. He couldn't be here today. He was off, uh, curing cancer. So. Oh uh, uh,
0: gotcha. Understandable.
1: Understandable. As generic. one does. Yeah. As one does. It's a it's Wednesday afternoon. Uh, might as you well know. solve cancer. You know. That's might what he was well. thinking. Might as well.
0: Indeed. Yeah. I don't think we're gonna be able to do the debate though, considering your sexy cowboy accent is too distracting. You know. Like, oh. While you... I'm, you know, while I'm talking MLA formatting, I might like accidentally dive into, you know, like cowboy hats or, you know, dirty boots. I don't...
1: <laughs> well, you know, you know what I can do? I can, I can go get my friend Neiman right now. He's a, he's actually in the next room over uh, the, our lab is actually right next to the room where we record. Okay
0: so pausing pausing this bit for a bit haha but yeah pausing this bit for a bit you know if if you actually told me you were a different person and like you know convincingly spoke in like a different tone of voice i would probably believe that you weren't neiman (laughs) because your video quality is so bad
1: yes it is indeed bad.
0: Like, how it's can it be bad. this bad? I don't understand.
1: Uh, I, I honestly don't know what's... A, it uh, So, for uh, the audience, um, I'm using... We cannot a, see me. <laughs> uh, I'm using an app on my phone, which turns it into a webcam. Um, and oh, that's what... It was. Historically, it's been great. Um, it was literally up until yesterday that, uh, you know... The camera's working great. And then yesterday, everything just and then went to poo Oh, um, boy. There he so goes. I've been trying different things. Um, the only thing that seems to be working is switching to the front camera, which then uh, makes the quality great. But then you can see my face upside down. Woo-hoo! But then I have to switch it back because that's how it was.
0: Ah, the audience can't see um, any of
1: this. Can't see any of it, but... better than visualizing something else yeah sure yeah like uh
0: i don't know a hairy mushroom we're not talking about mushrooms we're talking about mla formatting and philosophy and all that kind of stuff um yes indeed that is okay let's come up with a prompt right now like what what specifically is this topic going to be Uh,
1: So uh, the question I imagine it to be would be, should, uh, well, actually there's a lot to, there's a lot to uncover here. So uh, how about we start with, first of all, should philosophy and other humanities be, okay, well, let's just start with philosophy. Should philosophy be a graded subject? Right. Uh, and then we'll see what happens from there. Okay, because I think that's a, an important thing to denote first and foremost. Yeah. Um, so it's a
0: it's a good place to start. I feel like. Yes. Yes. Okay. So yeah, uh, Neiman. Considering you are the person in the suit and tie, and I'm the person in the crappy, cheap sailing outfit. Um, <sighs> like sailing t-shirt? Classic. Uh classic?
1: The classic?
0: The classics, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh would you like to begin? Sure. Uh so, uh,
1: it was actually on this point where we well, actually let me think about it again. Because it, it, initially when I had my uh debate with my other friend, right, we both came to the conclusion, right, that for that which I am now reconsidering that uh, Ooh. F- first that philosophy should not be a graded subject and should not be a subject that is uh, that merits being assessed um, per se. Um, and uh, basically, you know, we were talking about how philosophy is philosophy. So it's a very broad, it's a very open subject, right? And uh, therefore should not be subject to uh you know being judged essentially because right. um we were assessing you know like uh is this you know when you take a look at math right obviously there's a right and wrong answer it's a very black and white subject um so math is something that is worthy of being graded however yeah with, it's literally right yeah right uh however with philosophy you know it's very broad and broad and very open ended um, now, the reason I'm reconsidering that, as I think about it now, um, mm-hmm. is because I I think about, it, again, you know, it, it's a debate, so there's lots of room for lots of different avenues and whatnot, and, you know, and if, because philosophy is something that, you know, nowadays is taught at universities for the most part, um, I'm wondering if, you know, perhaps a grade is, in fact, essential for a student, at least, um, a a student who is learning philosophy. Um, And before I I go on further, I'd love to hear your
0: thoughts, Aaron, while I fix my camera again. I mean, yeah, on, on like a surface level, Yeah, philosophy is supposed to be like subjective, you know, it's supposed to be something that you can sit down and discuss with a bunch of your friends and like, you know, it's, like, it's more than a class. It's more of a way of seeing if students can put two thoughts together to like create an opinion for themselves, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? So. And here's the thing, like some, you know, some schools, some universities do it a bit differently, you know, instead of focusing on the subject of philosophy itself, they focus on like, you know, like logical stuff, you know, like the ways an argument is like categorized Mm -hmm. or structured and that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. But what... Well, you know, what I'm thinking is, especially in subjects and classes where you have to present a topic, right, that you are putting together, right? Mm -hmm. And especially if it's a topic that you have experience with, you know, you have firsthand experience with, right? I feel like grading it should be done differently i'm not saying it shouldn't be graded all right that's not what i'm saying because like we haven't gotten to a point where we can just like you know cancel grading altogether and do substantial changes to a system that is so messed up that any kind of change can absolutely rock it all right Mm -hmm. so And, like, here's my thinking, right? Instead of, like, having a single person, you know, like, decide the fate of a student of, like, based on what they have written regarding a certain subject, maybe it can be, like, a, you know, like a committee or, like, a, you know, maybe the students can have a say in how it should be graded, you know what I'm saying? And, sure, Mm -hmm. there might be some, like, there might be arguments against that regarding, you know, like, how um like students might be like biased towards their fellow friends mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. and like you know choose to give them higher grades than they deserve or whatever like there mm-hmm. are, there might be many arguments on that kind of structure but this is you know this is just a sh- suggestion mm-hmm. so like yeah i i think it should be done differently Mm, okay okay i see what you mean yeah so it seems
1: like we're kind of on the general consensus yeah. at least on that front of uh in terms of academic philosophy yes uh it should be graded albeit maybe perhaps differently right or in yes. a different way yes um okay great so we got that uh, sorted out, which is great because it all goes downhill from here. <laughs> uh right. Because usually usually how a lot of debates go is they don't define anything in the beginning. And so yeah. it, uh, um, if you don't do that, then the whole debate becomes pointless because we'd oh, yeah. be arguing about different things, right? So yeah. it's good to identify these base, you know, definitions we can agree on. So that yes. great that we're doing that. Um okay. Um Since I asked the first question, do you have another prompt or question you want to pose? Yes.
0: So, gosh darn it, I had the question in mind just a second ago, and now it's just gone. Also, I swear to God, why are you making your camera do flips? (laughs) It's, for, for some reason,
1: it's the only way I can make it work at the moment. Um... Well, gonna, I could actually...
0: I'm going uh, to buy you a fucking webcam just just for the sake of you stopping your bullshit right now.
1: <laughs> you know, uh, here's what I'll do. I'll, I'm going to switch to my other webcam app, which seems to be working better at the moment. Okay. The only caveat is the the filter makes it look so weird. Like it looks like I'm in a different
0: universe so uh interesting yeah we'll see like uh, i sorry that oh wait a minute uh, yeah actually this is this is really you know better it looks is it better i I mean i don't know so you kind of like you kind of look like you're in one of those shows that like you know have a certain art style to it yeah like can't think of anything right now but you know sin city where like you know it it has has like a twist to it you know it's black and white with the blood and all that kind of stuff yeah yeah i have no idea why
1: this app does this like this I, like I'm looking at my room and I'm looking at like this picture, <laughs> and uh, honestly, the other the other camera the other camera app was much more accurate
0: to what hey, my room hey, actually hey, looks like. Hey, it looks cool. Um, it looks sexy. Shut up. Uh, All right. If I look
1: fine, whatever. I
0: look yeah. fine, man. Oh my um, god. Amen. All right. Uh, but yeah. So the question I was going to ask you was. Do you think MLA format is necessary in grading subjects regarding English, philosophy, literature, all that kind of stuff, where subjective topics are oftentimes, you know, graded using that? Mm -hmm. Was my question to you. So, I don't think the actual
1: uh format format so anything uh uh, mla apa chicago style anything like that it's all just uh you know jibber jabber they're all whack uh it's whack for sure um i think as long as you have the material in there then it theoretically should be fine um so, and when I say format in this context, because I think format can mean other things as yeah. well. Uh, and yeah. f- format in this context, I'm specifically referring to uh, how the actual like page, like physically looks and how the text is um, formatted on the page. Um, and if you ask me, you know, if it's single spaced, double spaced, you know, whatever, as long as you can read it and the subject uh, uh, and the content is there, Uh, I personally am fine. Um, I think the reason, uh, you know, standardized uh, formatting exists is uh, to, you know, kind of, you know, I hate using the word in the, or the definition, or the word in the definition, but to standardize (laughs) or to uh, basically make it so that it's, as easy as possible to read or at least facilitate the process as much as possible for graders or for you know whoever is you know assessing the paper because when you have to you know when you get into the realm of fancy fonts and you know some people have different spacing and some people are putting their you know names at the end of the paper or you know maybe they're not even putting page numbers right then you sort of get into the realm of how the heck am i supposed to grade this if you know everyone's is you know looks different right Right. and and you can make the argument for and against right so Mm -hmm. um that's my my stance on that um so i think it's still i think it's important to have in a uh in a more academic setting i guess is where it'd be more important outside of an academic setting it really does not matter as long as oh yeah legible yeah um because, you know, newspapers, you know, they're not going to, like, follow a format, uh, ex- you know, except for the, you know, columns and all that.
0: Yeah, all but... the, co- like, you know, like, stuffing stuff in mm-hmm. to the fine print, aside from that, and even now, like, with the, you know, emergence of, you know, like, the preference for internet and all that kind of stuff, like, even that is getting a bit wonky. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um... What I do have a qualm with is uh, format in the other sense, in kind of the more syntactical side of things, um, and what Ooh. I mean by that is now
0: this is a debate we're getting to the we're getting to the like the fancy words, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> syntactical, wow. oh yeah, so exotic, so American. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh.
1: Wow, dancing debate, Aaron! I love it. <laughs> my gosh! Yeah, there you go. Um, yes, Sing syntactical. I know. <laughs> um, so when you that is where I have more of a, of a qualm with uh, uh with grading, and where is where the the height of our debate was uh, in my previous debate with my other friend, um, mm-hmm. because she was in favor of just um, you know well, first off, we agreed, uh, right, uh, in our first debate, philosophy shouldn't be graded in the first place. However, it is. So, now what? Right? Which is (laughs) what we were debating about. Right? Right. And so, she was saying, um, just, it shouldn't be, you know, uh, it it should be graded simply based on content. And I disagreed. Um, And I currently still disagree, um, mostly, well, 50-50. I do think content is important. However, I do think how you format your argument is just as important and is something that is easily assessed um, or easier to assess than, uh, than content, for uh, for example. Right. And, you know, she was saying, you know, because philosophy is purely a, you know, as you said, it's like something you talk with, with your friends and, you know... Uh, philosophy doesn't necessarily you know you you don't necessarily like need a major to like become a philosopher and whatnot it just requires that you you think and you have ideas to share right yeah um and so she was saying as long as you have the idea then you get the a and i think you know that while yes content is important and ideas are important you need a certain format and you need a cohesive argument in an essay, that can be graded. Um, and uh, that was mostly the, the point of our discussion was what in philosophy can be graded, right? right. Um, so I was talking about format, right? If you have a cohesive argument that makes sense, it has, you know, a thesis and, you know, your topic and your conclusion and, you know, something that may, like, make sense, then that's something you can get an A for. Now, if you take two examples, right? And if you, you know, say, for example, Avatar, since we both know Avatar, right? Sure. Uh, (laughs) I'm using it because we both know Avatar pretty well. No, 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 I understand. I understand. Yeah. Um, So if someone, you know, gave the argument, hey, I think Avatar is the greatest show ever. That's an opinion, right? And so obviously you need an argument to back up that opinion. Now, when you say Avatar is the greatest show ever, uh, an A paper would, you know, kind of divide it and they would have like different points. Right. So Avatar is the greatest show uh, because it has great romantic arcs. Um, It has a really um, compelling story. Um, (laughs) Are we going to debate about Avatar
0: now? No, 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 no. Like, uh, I understand this isn't like a, Example, but like <laughs> you saying that, and considering you know Avatar mostly features fucking children, it's like, <laughs> well, like what about the romantic arcs, bro? <laughs> All well, right, but but yeah, I understand. It's an example. It yeah. is an example. I can get into Avatar another time. Okay. Yeah, let's get. Let, yeah, that, that's not the topic for today.
1: But uh, uh-huh. so yeah, so so yeah, the points. In theory, would be you know, it has great romantic arcs because I don't know, uh, it does something innovative that has never been done before in literature. As an example, right? I'm not saying that's actually yeah. happened in Avatar, but gotcha. Let's just so say. you
0: agree that Suki is in fact the most superior ship?
1: I still don't think so, but uh, we'll, we'll get to it. We'll, we'll get, get to, to it. it. Yeah. Um <laughs> Uh, And, you know, so there's that. And then also uh, compelling villains that, you know, you empathize with and therefore is something that's new and creative with the idea of villainy. So that would be, you know, if you can explain those points and provide evidence like, oh, for like the villainy point, Zuko is a case in point, right? That he's a perfect example of villain turned hero. The arc, you know, is perfect. You know, all this X, Y, Z took three seasons to do it, therefore showing the length of time and the amount of dedication it takes to come to that point, you know, we see like his, you know, all that. Um, now that I would call that an A paper, right. If if it were up to me now, if someone said, if another person said, avatar is the greatest show ever, because I think so. And it's my idea now I would say, okay, okay, where, where are your points? right and you know if they have no points right or if they have points but they kind of organize it for example like avatar is the greatest show ever because you know uh they have really good villains they have really good romantic art arcs, arcs and they have uh really good fight scenes now those sentences said nothing about the show at all other than it was good now i would probably call that like a a C, maybe D paper depending on how they explain it, right? And I, I, I think clearly, at least in my opinion, in this case, one is clearly more cohesive and clearly has a better argument than the other, provided that they have, you know, evidence that actually explains points and actually does that. You know, going back to my point of, as long as you have cohesive points, and cohesive uh, arguments then that is something you can assess right because you can't assess something like you know uh uh something super uh controversial Question: right?
0: yes do you think that that like what you're talking about you know a comprehensive explanation featuring examples and you know, like, justifications for their points is tied to the MLA format?
1: No, I don't think so. Okay, cool. Yeah, I agreed. <laughs> okay,
0: great, great. Good debate. All right. See y'all next week.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't think... It, I, I don't think at all that it would be tied to MLA format. Um, right. Yeah. I mean... I'd, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this much, right? Mm-hmm. I think, from a teacher perspective, I definitely would prefer if everything was, you know, standardized because then that way you can look for things really easily. Like their name is there, their page numbers there, all that, which I think makes it. I think just makes grading as easy and as efficient as possible. Which you know, in sure. our, you can make the argument, right? in our capitalist kind of, you know, just get kids in and, you know, assembly line kind of, you know, getting yep. kids educated yep, yep, as fast yep. as possible kind of thing is a different argument. But for the purposes of getting grading as efficiently as efficiently as possible, I think standardizing it is in that regard better. Um, All right.
0: Yeah. So here's the thing, though. All right. Oftentimes, when we enter a classroom where we have to write stuff, you know, essays, all that kind of stuff, even though we're told to write an MLA format, teachers make us read stuff that aren't standardized. And that kind of creates a problem where we have examples that aren't standardized, but an objective that is standardized. And see, here's the thing. How do you expect someone to read something that isn't bound by a single format Mm. and then make them bound essentially to that format. All right, now here's the thing, all right? I had no idea that MLA format was a thing, like an actual thing that people used without question, all right, until I came to America because in Turkey it was more guidelines than anything else. All right. I like, I mean, sure, there's some controversy in me saying that because literally no teacher wanted us to say that out loud. But that was the case. All right. If a student managed to write a comprehensive essay without getting that, you know, beginning, beginning, uh, supporting paragraph conclusion, that kind of format down. All right. Even if they didn't use that and still managed to create a like a cohesive argument then they still got a good, you, you know, they still got good grades, right? Right. That's how I managed to bullshit my way through like six years of English classes without having to learn about MLA format. Yeah. Only when I came to America and found out that, oh, I have to use this bullshit of a thing. Then I realized that this was something that was used in every single classroom because they couldn't teach kids how to write a comprehensive argument essay mm-hmm. without it all right now here's the thing this is not me saying oh MLA format is bad and we shouldn't use it at all no this is me saying that we should use it on beginners who don't exactly know who can't exactly like you know create the argument in their mind and like you know just paint it across the canvas perfectly all right like it like, I'm not saying we shouldn't use it at all. I'm saying, like, you know, those kinds of people should use it, all right? What I'm saying is not every student has to be bound by it, all right? This is this is the, you know, the no kid left behind argument all over again, all right? Like, if you hold all the kids back just so we can catch up one or two of them, then we're going to have a generation that's ill-educated, doesn't trust science and just cannot for the love of them all right write a comprehensive essay without making it a god-awful boring experience for both them and the readers all right like i'm getting i'm getting excited because i'm out of tea right? <laughs> so yeah great and, great, great. Like, so yeah i like Yes, I do understand the point that teachers are trying to make. Yes, I do, you know, sympathize with them. I do understand that their jobs should be easier.
1: All mm-hmm. right.
0: Be like, and that's a whole other issue. All right. We should yeah. pay teachers more. We should allow them more comforts for themselves. All right. We should like, we should do anything possible to make education a better process and not just the streamlined, you know, road to failure. All right? Like we should do improvements. It's just that MLA formats and like, you know, MLA formatting is not an improvement when it's used so excessively. All right. Gotcha. Okay. You understand what I'm saying because, like, I it kind of descended into rambling for a second there. Yeah.
1: So, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, what I, What I'm getting from uh, your argument is that uh, MLA should not be a huge factor in
0: uh, in sorry. writing.
1: As yeah. So it it should not be a
0: huge factor. But however, it is. Uh, Like, it is important. I'm not saying it doesn't have its uses. I'm just saying it should be more used as guidelines rather than, you know, strict rules that you can, you know, lose 20% of your grade to. mm
1: -hmm. Okay, yeah. Because
0: I have experienced both, you know, like both types of teachers you know those who don't care about the mla formatting and just you know focus on the comprehensive essays and those who really do care about the mla formatting and will take off like half of your points if you don't use it correctly so like i've seen both sides and to be honest i prefer the guidelines option my guy
1: yeah 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 i so then i think for the most part we're in agreement uh with that uh, yeah. in that regard i think um uh, I, you know, uh, have yet to have more experience kind of uh, writing in the field. I actually just had an interview for a research lab. And so uh, I, I, I'm thinking that there's going to be a lot of writing involved. And, right. uh, and so I know for research, at least, there's uh, lots of rules with kind of standardizing how you uh, or the formatting of a research paper and whatnot, which I know it varies from it varies from major, varies from university, from department. So there's a whole bunch of different things. Oh yeah. Um and and you know I think standardize standardization <laughs> is uh you know is a topic all uh, on its own. Um, oh yeah. But in closing up on the the MLA thing, um I I think we're mostly in agreement then of. Uh, yes, uh, the content is what should be most most uh, graded, I think. I mean, sure, you can take off like a single point for bad format, bad formatting, but other than it's that. It's formatting. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's formatting. Make sure you All format right. your mouth. Yeah. Um, you unlike I did. Um, but
0: yeah. Or any of your mouths formatted.
1: Are any of them.
0: Who knows? Can we really call ourselves MLA? <laughs> who knows? Or APA or Chicago. Or APA or Chicago. No. Yeah, there you go. Now, oh, yeah. Neiman, I have a question for you. Please. Did you time this?
1: Yeah. I, I'm okay, you. cool. Yeah. Because I didn't. <laughs> yeah, no, we're at uh, 30 minutes. Oh, awesome. All right, there you go. Yeah.
0: yeah I thought um, this was going to be like, you know, the Sakai Suki argument all over again, where I get like, oh yeah, 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 that, that's totally. Oh so, uh, yeah. yeah, we didn't even finish that argument, by the way. Like, yeah. we we can agree on like improving society. We cannot agree on cartoon children, you know. <laughs> We're fucking yeah. teachers, aren't we? Yeah,
1: we, shipping we, we our really shipping
0: are. our two shipping our students, shipping our animated students. Yeah, there you go.
1: We really are. I I, I bet teachers do sit in the teacher's
0: lounge and ship students. I feel like it's a thing they would do. I feel like, you know, among the arguments they have, you know, like, they they can discuss politics and all that kind of stuff all they want, and they're still going to be civil, but once it comes to shipping wars, oh fucking hell. Yeah. You know, like, what the fuck do you think that Jake is good with Amanda? He's a piece of shit. Like that kind of like I just imagine that happening, you know. I'm yeah. sorry if you know, I'm sorry to any Jakes or Amanda. Especially Jake's especially Jake from State Farm, you sexy beast. All right. Anyway though, <laughs> the ASB
1: president with the the band camp president? No, it can't oh, can't happen. Forbidden love. Forbiddenness.
0: Oh, Oh, yeah. Ever. Oh.
1: They cannot cross paths. They're from different worlds.
0: The Students' UN. <laughs> yeah. The Students' UN Project president and the drama club president. Oh, oh. my goodness. They can't. Enemies one's... to lovers arc. <laughs> yeah.
1: One's a, one's from a world where where your wildest imaginations can be acted out, and another is from a world where danger lurks around every corner and problems yes. need to be solved but how do you mix the two how can imagination mix with such plot twist content?
0: it's actually gay romance <laughs> <gasps> dude oh it's my boys gosh love. i just i just imagine the amount of spicy discourse that happens in the in the teacher's lounge as soon as gay shipping starts <laughs> Because oh shit, that oh, has man. to be like an experience.
1: Gen Zs teachers, man. Gen ZS Genziest teachers. teachers. Genziest
0: teachers. Oh yeah. Period. The, oh, gosh. Man. Good stuff. Good, Good stuff. stuff though. Good stuff. I'm glad um, we. I'm glad. I'm glad we agreed on a topic. Fucking finally.
1: Yeah. I yeah. I honestly because you know I. I, I realized in my previous debate afterwards that, you know, like that debate went on for like two and a half hours, probably. Right. Um, and I think, I think in on it, in all honesty, most of it just came from a lack of either of us having, uh, ironically enough, cohesive arguments, mm-hmm. um, which I think was the funniest thing of all of it. Um, because we, I, I realized about halfway in that we were really just being circular with each other. We were kind yeah. of like, yeah, I get your point, but point A. Oh, well, I get point A, but point B. Well, I get point B, but point A. Well, I get point A, but point B. And so it, we were kind of just gotcha. doing that yeah, for like an go. hour and a half. Yeah. And we really, so then I, I finally understood afterwards, like, oh, the the it, argument must have been, what the heck are you saying? <laughs> right, because we really, I, I don't think we really understood what oh, God. each other, each other's arguments were. So, yeah, uh go. That's why to... that went on for, like, two and a half hours. Um, but I totally thought you were you were talking about, like, um, kind of just... Uh, Let's
0: abolish grading altogether.
1: Yeah, I, I totally... Libertarian
0: th- dream.
1: <laughs> That's totally what it... I, I didn't think exactly that, but I totally thought Good. you were going in the direction of philosophy and English should just not be graded. It's a super freeing, you know, like, just... If the idea is there, you get an A kind of thing. Because that's what I argued about last time. And that's what my uh, intuition was. But I'm glad I
0: was wrong. Did you just assume my argument? All right. I did. I did assume your argument. I'm sorry. Oh, God. I I feel so offended. All right. But yeah, I'm I'm glad I I'm glad neither of us rambled for too long, and we actually managed to like get through this argument. And this this wasn't really a debate. This was more of an argument. Let's be honest. Yeah, 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 dude. Oh my gosh, I'm sure. I there remember. Are... Yeah, go yeah. ahead. No, you go go ahead. I was going to go just ahead. Say...
1: <laughs> oh, fine. I was just gonna say I'm sure there are plenty of other topics we could debate on, but oh, yeah. I guess philosophy formatting is not yeah. one of them i mean
0: yeah like we pretty much agree on that like like well like the yeah there should be some change to how it's graded but aside from that like you know it, it kind of has something to do with you know like wherever there's you know a system that affects you know more than a handful of people you know it should be democratized You know, so, you know, like, but yeah, like, I really don't want to get into that at this point. I'm glad we managed to stay on topic, even though like we, (laughs) even though we got some, you know, uh, input from other arguments as well. But yeah, I guess this is why oftentimes, like, you know, debates are non-comprehensive because a single topic is tied to so many different other topics that you just cannot go you know go through it you know so instead of having a debate where you know it's a battle of ideas it's just a battle of evidence and circumstance so like you can't really tell which side is right and which side is you know wrong So, like, it just ends up being, like, a political talk show where, like, you know, it's all showmanship, essentially. I don't know where I was going with this. I, like, I don't
1: know. No, I, I, I totally agree. I think if you look at any, you know, political debate nowadays, it's all, you know, jargon and all... You know, who's the worst candidate rather than who's the best, right? And so Oh,
0: I know why I know why I moved down this path now. Like I just realized. It's because I saw someone reacting to a classical Abbey, like a video. I've not seen it. Classic Abby is uh, Ben Shapiro's sister, I do believe, and she's been, like, buying up ad spaces all the freaking time. Like, conservative woman, this is our time. You no, know, like, ah gotcha. How to be a classical woman, ha-ha. <laughs> like, it's how. like, I, I've discussed this type of thing before. Like, we've already, like, you know, got through this, like, I do believe it was Girl Defined that we discussed last time. Yes, yes, yeah. we did. And now it's just like the like. It sounds like it's empowering women at first, but then you realize, oh no, it's like finding your, you know, find your identity in your husband or in God or in whatever the fuck, you know. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, but this time, you're allowed to show shoulders. Ooh. Ooh. Upgrade. Ooh. New upgrade. conservatism getting spicy. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. But. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah.
1: It really do be like
0: that. Oh, and the reason why I like why that tied to that was because, like, you know, she kind of remarked at some point about how the only reason you would lose a debate is because you didn't have enough evidence at that point, not because your you know, your opinion was wrong. And like I heard that and it was like, it's sort of like, huh? (laughs) Like there are so many of these videos that hint towards the protests that are going on right now and hint towards the movement. And they don't explicitly say, oh, you know, this is wrong. Oh, you know, you know, that is wrong because they know they're going to get canceled if they say anything like that. And it's like, yeah, dude, you've already picked your like, you know, your entire identity you've already based your entire like brand on conservatism you might as well go big or go home like what the fuck are you doing yeah 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 Like, she literally said, you know, like, being a trad wife is about being calm and collected. And it's obvious, like, she was hinting towards the protests that are going on. Because apparently, demanding that you would be treated as a human being and not just some animal to get run over or shot at, right, is too much and is really aggressive and is really childish, right? Like, I really do not understand the point that people try to make when they like when they say it is what it is you know like you and this is by the way a reference to donald trump all right like it is what it is you know like that's the way the world works you know like uh Mm -hmm. Like, what the fuck Mm -hmm. no Mm -hmm. accepting the way that the world works is the most childish thing you can do because as a child you can literally do nothing to change that yeah like Absolutely. invoking change is literally a part of growing up what the fuck are you talking about okay I am I need to calm down for a second where's my water
1: I, you know I, uh, I actually want to add on that and say that uh, I uh, was listening to a TED uh, TEDx or no just regular TED podcast recently mm-hmm. and they had a uh, author slash poet and I think his name was like Clint Smith Uh, who is an African-American poet and author. Um, And he talked about how, you know, uh, the world is socially constructed and therefore it can be, uh, it's not an exact quote, but he said something along the lines of the world is constructed and therefore it can be deconstructed and rebuilt. Right. Um, And that's not the exact quote, but it's something similar to that. And you know he was talking. Uh, he uh, mentioned that in a letter to his son or his future son at the time, because uh, when he wrote it, he wrote it before his son was born. But right. uh, he's planning on giving this letter to him. Uh, I think I can't remember if it was like a, a symbolic letter uh, or like a for a poem, or if it's an actually an actual letter. Uh, I think it's an actual letter that he's planning on sending, like when his son is older but he basically talks about you know what what it's like being a uh, a black boy in america right right um and uh he he mentions that quote and i you know uh, kind of like what you were saying earlier right uh uh you know saying that this is how the world works well I guess technically you're right. That is how the world works. It works in this right. way that we are able to change how the world works because that's how the world works. It's yeah. that we can change how the world works. So, you know, I I, I think it's really uh, immature and childish to say that uh, that's how the world works, right? Because, yeah. you know, uh, it's the, the conservative mindset to conserve, right? And, right. you know that isn't always the best case, right? It in, really is not, yeah. In, in many cases, it is almost always better to at least consider, you know, changes, right? Mm-hmm. Especially when it benefits other people other than yourself, right? Hmm. Um, because in, in, in more cases uh, than not, you know, we, we see conservatives uh, uh, having more concern for their own group and themselves rather than others, which I think yep. is the most divisive thing in America at the moment. Um, oh, yeah.
0: Among other things, right? Yeah. So yeah. Among the, you know, Sokek Suki discourse and all that kind of controversy surrounding it, apparently. Yeah,
1: apparently. apparently. Uh, yeah. Apparently apparently people think that Sokka and Suki are the good I guess the the good Ship in Avatar. What's up with that? I don't know what, I don't know who would think that, but you know. Are you cussing with me? No. no. Are you cussing with me? No, 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 no. All right. I would never. I would never. I'm just saying, you know, people who, you know, think that... Oh, you're just saying, okay. No, I'm just just saying,
0: Uh I'm just saying, you know. So you're just saying that you're surprised that people think that way, huh? Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm just... I'm just...
1: Because apparently,
0: right? Because apparently, a relationship built on trust and non-drama is something that's not worth considering and unrealistic. Apparently, huh? It's almost as if this kind of mindset feeds to the toxicity surrounding relationship these days. Huh? I'm I'm just saying.
1: It makes for, it makes for a, a more entertaining show, if
0: you ask me. Oh, oh, me. oh, 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 okay. It makes for a more entertaining show. Right, as if we already didn't establish the fact that this kind of disruptive behavior behavior in relationship on mass media doesn't make the audience cringe and doesn't make us want to stop watching and just take a walk around before resuming to watch because how how cringy and unrealistic it is. As if we don't want a relationship that isn't toxic, huh? Because, oh, we thrive on the drama, huh? Is that what you're saying, Neiman?
1: OK, well, I, I will say, sometime uh, toxicity is entertaining to watch. I will just leave it at that. Now listen I, am up, I advocating you cartoonishly
0: tinted bitch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> am I listen. <laughs> am I advocating for toxicity? No, not at all. I think it's horrible to have. Does uh-huh. it make for a great show?: Yes,
0: absolutely. Listen, listen, listen. Okay. I'm bringing it back for a second for the sake of the argument. Right. All right. So, you're saying that toxicity makes, you know, makes a show more entertaining. Is that it like it adds to the drama? It, you know, adds to the suspense. However, what I'm thinking is force toxicity really takes something away from the show, all right? The fact of the matter is if you, tr- if you throw a wrench in an engine, all right, just for the sake of character building, all right, you're a fucking dumbass. You're not invoking a storyline. You're not creating, you know, a comprehensive narrative that revolves around. No, you're just being a fucking dick. All right. And here's the, here, like, here's my thinking. All right. Like this was literally a children's show in the first place. So the fact of the matter is not adding toxicity, I think was the better route that they chose. All right. Because there was already so much toxic relationship that had to be resolved. All right. So a toxic relationship wasn't really on their radar, all right? In fact, a non-toxic relationship to show that people can, in fact, grow off of each other and build themselves as a person without having to experience any of the drama that comes with it, even though there are some frustrations and there are some tiny events that might create drama among their characters and that doesn't affect the story that they can move past still makes for a good relationship all right i like i really don't know what else to say it's just a good relationship that is a good thing to show children <laughs> okay
1: yes okay so i i i think we can agree that for the purposes of a children's show that yes they I, I think i agree that the route that they took for
0: a children's show um not which, even for just for a children's show all right it's just like a good thing to have there all right
1: oh okay yes I, I i agree that it is a good thing to have now do i think all relationships are perfect no and i think that's kind of mostly where my Uh, I guess, desire for... not. I I think toxicity is a little bit, uh, at least in my opinion, I I think it's a little dramatic or or overdramatic um, to call it toxicity specifically. Um, I I think uh, tension is a more uh, accurate word I would use uh, to describe kind of what I'm describing. Um, In in that... still... I think... (sighs) Okay, please continue. Sorry. Uh, It's all good. It's all good. To finish, uh, I was going to say that I, I think leading people to believe that relationships are perfect um, and without tension, I think it is more unhealthy than throwing in a little, a, a, a tiny wrench, right? Because I think right. when you have that conception that, oh, this pr- relationship is working out perfectly, then, you know, then what's the what's the point, right? Then people have these misconstrued ideas. You know, if we're talking about, Right, what people get out of the relationship, uh, or sorry, uh, if we're talking about what people get out of the show, then it, it, under that lens, yes, you. Uh, I think you should throw in a little bit of a wrench to show people that this is a regular relationship, right? Because we know that in you know in real life, most relationships don't, you know, end okay. up happy go lucky and whatnot.
0: Here, here, okay, here's my response to that. All Please. right, now, I think this is a sort of after effect of how, you know, desensitized we've become regarding toxic relationships or any kind of, you know, relationship with some level of, as you might put it, tension in them. All right. Now, here's the thing. Their relationship didn't start off all happy-go-lucky all right right sokka was a sexist piece of shit and like suki was a stone-cold badass who beat his fucking ass all right so like it didn't start off that way all right then there was a huge period of time where they were separated and when they did come back together again we saw that you know that separation didn't like you know like wasn't exactly good for them all right Saka had seen some shit Suki was still her stone-cold badass self all right and while Saka was trying to help Suki he ended up you know making her feel like she was constrained all right like the relationship did have its tension we saw it all right the fact that when they officially became a relationship like like The fact that there wasn't much wrenches all right like as you might put it Mm -hmm. or as i might put it like large-scale catastrophic relationship ending events thrown in there for story flavor all right doesn't mean that the relationship was without its faults all right like it it was practically a long-distance relationship without any of the internet connection involved all right so Here's the thing, all right? They became a couple-ish, sort of, all right? Like, they professed their feelings for each other. Mm -hmm. Like, at the end of the episode, the Serpents Pass, all right? Then there was a huge period of time where they were separated, and we saw that they cared about each other even when they were separated, all right? Suki cared about the well-being of Team Avatar and, like, how... And like we saw how she helped Apa get back up on his feet, which was mm-hmm. really cute and really emotional, by the way. And we saw how Sokka was super fucking concerned about Suki's well being when she found when he found out that azula had taken her place and infiltrated the earth kingdom all right mm-hmm. we saw that they still cared about each other even when they were separated without any kind of way of contacting each other and yeah. when it all came to head during the prison escape episode all right, we saw how much of a team they were all right yeah so here's the thing we already moved past that we already gotten through the trials and the AAA, like the tribulations all right so it, it just boggles my mind that we can just have this proper functioning relationship because how about desynthesized we've become to the toxic relationships all right like mm-hmm. yes i do understand that there are relationships where people don't talk to each other and that really drives them apart all right yes we have seen all the different colors of the bullshit relationships where people feel like they have to stay together for the sake of their families or for the sake of their children or for the sake of their friends or for the sake of not making things awkward for the, during the group dynamic or whatever yeah. the fuck all right we've seen all that so can't we just have a single fucking relationship where they don't drive each other apart for the sake of plot all right like they that like Here's the same thing. Sokka has humor. Suki has compassion. They both have understanding for each other. We've seen that they have a healthy sex life. What the fuck do we want from this? <laughs> uh,
1: uh. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I I, <laughs> I, I, I get, I understand where you're coming from. Um, I think, so I, I think we can agree that, uh, uh, the trajectory of the relationship, I think, was well done. Um, I think we, as you've mentioned, you know, we've seen the trials and the tribulations. It just um, was
0: too, shoot, you know, straight shooting. There should have been more spikes and flames. And <laughs> I think there
1: should have been a And a more... romantic
0: love interest. The UA should have come back in our human form and created a love triangle that ended in Sokka getting castrated. Ha ha ha.
1: Yes, oh, all oh, all great ideas. Yeah, uh, you should get on that fanfic. Um, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I think, that, yeah, the whole like U A thing. Not really sure why it it was. Re- she seemed like a foil to me. Uh, so I, you know, I I, I really don't uh know why she was involved in the whole like Sokka thing I would have been fine if she was just the character that turns into the moon um I don't really know why you know I, I guess uh for entertainment purposes to make her the love interest for Sokka for like the first you know latter half of the season of the first well, season see,
0: that's the thing though like it helped in his character development all right see hear me out for a second. Like, let's talk about the UA arc for just a moment before getting back on beating your fucking ass because you don't believe in Sokka Aksuki. So, here's the thing, alright? Now, we are introduced to UA as, oh boy, pretty, oh boy, princess, oh boy, Sokka is looking at her longingly, right? And he approaches her because he thinks she's pretty, right? Like, yes. we we agree on that? Yes. now, As time goes on, like, it's implied that they've, like, the gang actually spends a hot minute in the North Pole, all right? So, it is, like, this isn't just, you know, a three-day love arc that ends with, oh, boy, poor Sokka, oh, ho, ho, you know, let's get him back to comedy relief. Like, no. Like, this is, in fact, a huge, like, a a extended period of time, right? Mm -hmm. And we see how Yue is, like, essentially constrained by her, you know, like, obligations to the country and, like, you know, tradition and all that kind of stuff. We see how, like, all of that is just, like, you know, keeping her in. And we see that Sokka is actually sympathetic to her because of that, all right? Mm-hmm. Now, this, this was, I like, here's the thing. Saka started out as a fucking, like, traditionalist sexist bitch-ass, right? And now he's actually, like, see, There we go. Welcome. Hello. Welcome you back. You forgot to pause the recording.
1: I... You know what? I did it purposefully this time. You want to know why? It's easier what? to just cut it uh, and leave the timer on, because if I pause it, then I also have to uh,
0: pause the timer... Oh, and then gotcha, the timing gotcha, gotcha. gets messed up when Got i try to gotcha, later gotcha, on, so okay yeah i understand i understand what you're saying um but yeah like sorry sorry about the abrupt little thing i i am once again experiencing internet troubles oh boy in character all right but yeah as i was saying we like Sokka started off as a sexist piece of shit and we saw his you know like slow process into becoming somewhat woke, all right. And seeing Yue in that situation, like seeing tradition played out in such a real way, changed mm-hmm. him, I do believe. Alright? Like it made him a bit less traditional and a bit more pragmatic. That really helped, by the way, during his legend of Korra arc where he became a politician and all that kind of stuff. Alright? Like I believe that's that's kind of related okay. to that. Yeah. Okay. Right? Like we literally see his ingenuity right triumph over his like conservative side oh boy we're getting into real life politics all right but see but that's exactly the point all right like uaj wasn't just you know a thing that happened in the past oh boy ha 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 you know my girlfriend turned into the moon that's rough buddy no it's not just that all right it's it's different! It changed him, goddammit. Like I okay. have no other way of putting it. Like yeah. it, it's literally so substantial to his story. Alright? Like we literally see it affecting him in different times. Alright? Like whenever like okay, here's the thing. I have uh I have uh, I have been on record stating that whenever Sokka went through a major character development moment it was during like it was while he was on his knees right i have said that right 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 aside from that whenever he has an emotional development scene it's always him like it's always with the moon somewhat related all right it's always either in the background or like we see it shining on him like it's always there all right so and, like, even though he might be haha ha, funny man, like, we, like it's, we can see it affecting him. All right? There's no other way of putting it. It's not just an arc thrown in, therefore, flavor, haha ha, funny man, lost of girlfriend, haha, ha, he'll stay single forever. No, it, it's a part of his storyline where he grows as a person. Okay? Like, that's yeah. all I have to say for that.
1: Okay. So I I agree that I think Yue was a uh, one of the uh, humbling experiences for Sokka, which I agree was a huge that, as you said, we see it affecting him throughout the entire series. So yes. I, it's a very substantial part of him as a character, right? And yes. now I don't think it had... Uh, I think my problem with Yue is with... How it affected his relationship with Suki, which I think was very little, in my opinion. I think it uh, had uh, very little bearing, in my in my uh, opinion, with uh, kind of at least from what we saw in the series, right? And I know you mentioned uh, Serpent's in... Pass, literally.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I know He's you. He's mentioned... afraid of losing Suki, like he did with Yue. Right. We've gone. We've gone through this. Right, right. Listen. <laughs> which, no,
1: which I think is the only thing that affected him. Like that, that's the only thing that was mentioned uh, that really had a huge bearing on the relationship, which I think there could have been uh, more, in my opinion, that, or that could have been, I think, more developed rather than, you know, five minutes in the entire series.
0: Oh, um, so he's not allowed to acknowledge Suki as an independent person and move on with his character? I okay, think, I see. I do think he can move
1: on uh, as an independent, or as, and recognize Suki as an independent character. But I mm. think what makes relationships in any show interesting is how it affects other relationships. And I don't think uh, that uh, the particular relationship between Sokka and Yue really had uh, a huge, uh, uh, more of an effect other than what was mentioned in Serpent's Pass, which I think was the one of the the pitfalls, I, I would say, of really all the relationships in the series is that they were really kind of just self-contained relationships that really kind of uh, affected just the the characters involved in the relationship, but really had no bearing on the show whatsoever other than to, I guess... Literally, uh, make the 80, characters more relatable.
0: literally 80% of rescue arcs was somehow a result of a miscommunication. Like, oh boy, the group is having an argument. Oh boy, one of them is isolated because they decided to walk off somewhere to cool off. Oh, they're getting kidnapped? What a fucking surprise. Literally, it has all the bearing on the show. Bro! did you even watch it did you even watch
1: it? <laughs> well yes yes you're not a so, true avatar fan it did it did have a bearing but i am saying what i'm saying is like if we take for example the the Korra and Aang arc the only thing the that that particular relationship had on the Korra show and ang or sorry uh what's her what? name katara
0: the forbidden what, ship
1: <laughs> the two avatars together my one's 12 and one's 17 there's no, nothing nothing wrong with that
0: when they die they join the avatar orgy oh yes it's one oh, big god. just
1: hey come on in you can come on in Korra. have fun with
0: all of your past lives oh, that's god. fun. disgusting um, why would you bring such a concept in this holy house of god <laughs>
1: um well if you ask me that would uh, spice up and uh, make the show warranted into- no i'm kidding i'm kidding
0: disgusting okay. absolutely vile
1: um katara and Aang was what i was referring to sorry right. i apologize for anyone who's confused um i totally thought i was saying katara katara was in my mind but katara <laughs> and Aang, right uh, the only time that really had a bearing on the the show was the whole avatar state thing Which, you know, I think was not really, or I think could have been, uh, or I I think it was a good thing to include, but I think there could have been more instances like that uh, that we could see in the show where, you know, Aang or Katara uh, have to decide between, you know, the world or their lover, essentially. What the fuck?
0: That's not how shit works, though.
1: I... What? I would love to hear your your counter-argument
0: on that. So you're telling me it should have been Ozai grabbing Katara by the throat and being like, "Ah, I have this button that's going to explode the Earth Kingdom unless you let me kill Katara. Like, or wait, more of a Mark Hamill voice, like, i'm going no that's not Mark camel like i'm going to kill katara unless you decide to kill her yourself like that kind of thing is that it i think they're not exactly that because
1: i i i I do think that's a little cheesy right here's the thing yeah
0: it is cheesy what you're talking about is so fucking cheesy mozzarella is suing you okay here's the thing stakes are usually not that high and when they do go that high writers oftentimes don't like don't know how to deal with that all right like it's usually just thrown in there for the sake of oh let's get through this episode because we couldn't think of anything else haha their lover is in trouble and the bbeg has revealed themselves and they're gonna destroy the world unless they do this and do that and haha, they're gonna leave their lover behind haha and it's like what the fuck how did we get here? Why is there a convoluted scheme like this, alright? And we do mm-hmm. see, by the way, Zuko using Aang's affections to Katara against him, alright? We do see that happen. So, it, it literally makes no sense for you to say, oh, the stakes should have been higher, you know? I didn't feel them in my gut. I didn't feel, you know, the stakes should have been so high, it should have tickled my prostate where I stood. Like, it. Like what uh, the fuck? No. The st- if the stakes go that high, then that like it, it literally makes no point. No, it's like one village after another. No, the apocalyptic thing doesn't come until f- like the third season. So it doesn't make sense for us to skip each and every like, you know, arc and each and every like stake and like just jump right to, you know, like world ending cataclysm or savior level. No. Like we do see it affecting Aang, by the way. Yeah, like, yeah, no. I, wait, I, like I, he refuses to go in the Avatar state and just cheese his way through the Fire right. Nation, and, and like just right. for the sake of his affections toward Korra, so, Katara. Fuck, you, ha, you, I you got you it on up it too. Me. <laughs> you messed it up for me, you piece of shit. All right, Jesus Christ. I know. The so, rest of the day, I'm
1: just gonna be thinking about Korra. It and,
0: literally and makes it. no narrative sense what you're saying. So I don't get it. What the fuck? Well.
1: What I mean by that is, you know, uh, not necessarily in the sense that it has to be plot-related or it has to be apocalyptic, right? But just that the the stakes for the character are higher, right? We see
0: that, though. We see that, too. One time.
1: We see that one time. Which time? Mm -hmm. The the time where he couldn't go into the Avatar state, which is, I think, the the highest or the peak of his stakes uh, in terms of... Kind of Ang's uh, uh, relationship, or how Aang's relationship uh, affected him as a character. I think. What was... about
0: the episode where the general was trying to trigger the Avatar State and he succeeded? What were the stakes then? Oh, in the. That was. What about the episode? Two, right? What about the episode where Edm- Admiral Zhao or whatever the fuck his name was kidnapped Aang because he was trying to help his friends get better? There was mm-hmm. Katara was sick during that. Yeah. Wasn't she? Yeah. Yeah. And if you, like, if you know anything about Renaissance medicine and the fact that literally the only prescription that the gilf, I guess, is what you might call her, gave Aang was that, yeah, you need to make him suckle on the frog dick, so it's like, like... The stakes were high then, though. But he—they were second dying.
1: He was doing that for both Sokka and
0: Katara, though. Like oh, if it was just Sokka. Oh boo hoo! Oh boo so- Oh, he should have. Le- he should have picked between Sokka and Katara. Oh, his br- like her brother should have died though, right then and there. Like we should have cut off the character arc just so we could experience that angst angst comes in the name i know um (laughs) the stakes are there it's just not like the volcano episode with the soothsayer like it happened so many times i can't even recall all of them
1: okay so uh, let me rephrase then i think there are uh lots of plot instances where uh where you can say that uh you know ang uh has to, you know, choose or whatever between uh you know saving uh Katara over you know whatever <laughs> XY or Z right um now I think it wasn't as clear the the char- what the character stakes were right so if we take for example you know the the Avatar State one right Listen. and we think about what this means for Aang right Aang is a twelve year old kid who has yeah. to take on this you know middle aged you know, super dictator, you know, in order to save the entire world and future generations to come. Right. And that's a pretty daunting thing for one character, right? If you just ignore the plot circumstances, if you take that, you know, as as is, right, a 12-year-old boy who has to defeat fire Hitler, right, (laughs) you know, it's, it's a little daunting to say the least. And so when you have a relationship thrown in there then the stakes oh get gosh. exponentially multiplied oh my
0: gosh. right and wait so- um fucking minute okay so you're telling me right that there was only one <laughs> apocalyptic stake revolving around the love interest and not many and the fa- and like you're telling me that the little things like oh their lives are in danger oh the city is going to burn down oh you know they got kidnapped Th- those don't count is that what you're telling me i'm saying that the the character for each of the
1: characters it wasn't really clear how it affected them A- and their
0: relationship is what i'm saying uh, listen i am sorry that I, like, I, I truly apologize from the from the apex of my heart that Aang's raging loins wasn't a part of the narrative foil that surrounded the end of the fucking world as we know it. But I am so fucking glad that that wasn't the case, okay? Like, I'm so glad that they didn't use Aang's raging loins as a narrative <laughs> foil to justify every single angsty action that he right, took, right. all right? And I so, agree. Here's the fucking thing. They're a bunch of children with the fate of the world resting on their shoulders. All right? Not every stake is supposed to be a life altering, world ending, fucking, 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 fucking stake. Right.
1: No, I, I... and I agree. And I think, uh, uh, I guess then but I would say. Why wasn't are we that. arguing? I think, uh, I think, uh, what, what I'm trying to say is that, uh, if we take, for example, right, again, the, you know, the Avatar State thing, right, it, it, we know that it's a high character stake, right? Not only is it a high plot stake, but it's a high character stake because it's about Aang overcoming his, uh, it's essentially about Aang overcoming his fear. And it's about Aang, you know, if we take a look at that Avatar State episode, it's about Aang's character trying to overcome his fears and, and anxieties about, you know, all the things that he's done in the past. Right, and you know, we see you know in the the final seconds of the episode that he, you know, turns into this. Uh, you know, uh, he finds that. Okay, I'm back. There we go. Great, welcome back. Yep. So yeah, you welcome. were saying. Uh, I was saying. Oh right. Uh, if we see in the, the the Avatar State episode, right, it's all. Uh plot-wise, we know that it's about Aang getting the Avatar state so we can defeat the Fire Lord. Character-wise, sure. that episode is about Aang overcoming his anxieties and fears as a person, and therefore becoming a better person by becoming a better leader, and being able to become a uh, essentially the leader that he needs to be um, for the people in his life, right? right? And we see in the final, you know, moments of the episode, uh, or in the uh, towards the latter half of the episode that. Um, he can't achieve being the leader that he needs to be because of Katara. Um, right. I was about to say again. Um because of Katara. <laughs> God damn. Um, and so that's a huge thing, you know, for both plot wise and character wise. Plot wise, because he can't access Avatar State and character wise, because he can't be the leader that he needs to be. Now, that's a huge thing. Um, and it, if, for example, we take, uh, say, uh, the, the general example, Right. Um, where, you know, the general uses Katara in order to add, you know make Aang go into the Avatar state. Right. Um now I can see that it, it it uh you know plot wise it's so that Aang can get the in the Avatar state. Character wise, I can see that, you know, there could be a little bit of tension between, you know, uh, oh right, Aang has to decide between, you know, do I want to unleash a raging fury or you know, do I want to uh sacrifice uh Katara for the sake of remaining civil or something. Right. Um, which I, you know, I get that's tension, right. Which, right. you know, we, which alludes to, right. The, the avatar state episode later in the season. But I, I think in the immediate moment, it's not as clear what the, uh, I, I think it's that instant is more so done as foreshadowing rather than a, a point where you can really see where Aang, uh, it's not as big of a character development for Aang um, as sure. it is later in the season, um, which I think is where I have, uh, I guess, a qualm with, because I think we could have uh, at least experienced a little bit more of that um, maybe mm. throughout the series or maybe little moments like that where, you know, Katara uh, might have, you know, uh, um, some daring, I think, um, you know, I but I do like, you know, for for example, like instances like, you know, later on that season where, you know, we see Katara and Aang training again, right? And when Aang is trying to learn earthbending, we see some, you know, good small moments like that, which is really great. Which, you know, I, you can, you know, make the case for, you know, whether or not each of those instances is a character building moment. But I think, you know, just with a lot of the relationships, it felt, you know, I think we, I guess, didn't have enough of those smaller moments or didn't have enough of those sure. moments where you could really get to see how it affects uh, the character and not necessarily the plot. Right. Which is why I don't think Sokka and Suki. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Kind of. I'm kind of
0: kidding. Well, all right. Before we wrap up this episode, because I am tired of fixing up my internet every few minutes, and, by the end, like, my throat is getting pretty fucked, <laughs> um, I'm just glad you aren't in charge of writing the Netflix adaptation for Avatar The Last Airbender, because if you did, Zuko and Katara would have a child and Aang would be forced to kill it. All right. Yeah. Anyway precisely <laughs> and i Angst. would market
1: it towards uh middle-aged uh mothers living sure. in the suburbs and sure. then i'd throw in some vampires throw in some oh, yeah uh werewolves and oh, and yeah. uh, make them fire you know firebend and whatnot and it'll make be them
0: bend. make fire firebend all right so thank you very much for listening and um and I have to pee, actually. So, would you like to wrap this up for me? <laughs> sure,
1: sure. Um, with Jeez. that, thanks for listening. Um,
0: I have consumed a monumental amount of water and tea this episode. I've consumed because you make me so mad.
1: Well, I'm I'm glad.
0: That means I'm making
1: you think. So I. <laughs> Doing my job as, as a teacher, like we discussed, right? Because we're teachers, right? We
0: teach, we're <laughs> teachers. Uh, Fuck you. All right. <laughs> you
1: know, I, I just have a, one comment, Aaron. Uh, I did not like how your, your arguments were not in MLA format. Um, I think I'm going to take... I'm
0: leaving. A I'm leaving, uh, I swear <laughs> to God. All right. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, if you have any questions, you can submit them through the form that we have provided below and if you want and if you wish to contact us our email is also in the description below uh it's save it for the podcast with two t's at the end at gmail.com uh no capital letters and yeah let us know let us know
1: who you uh who you thought won either of the
0: debates even yeah, though the first one wasn't was, technically a debate? Yeah, let us know who won. If it was uh, MLA format Aaron or Sakek Suki Aaron. So, yeah. Because those are the only two valid options. Uh, and
1: uh, if it's neither of those, you can just choose Neiman, because Neiman obviously was the
0: uh, superior uh, debater.
1: <laughs> one might I say he's what... the... Right. The master debater.
0: I see I see we're going back to our ironic, untrue, comedic roots, Neiman. <laughs> oh, with really? the with really? the um you know with the untrue statement of you being the winner. But anyway, I no what you're thank about. you very much for listening and we shall see you all next time.